So this Friday, I went to see Super Mario Brothers. Now, I grew up with this game. I can remember, I want to say I was about six years old. I'm pretty sure I was six when my cousin, one of my older cousins, he got a Super Nintendo. Or not a Super Nintendo, a Nintendo Entertainment System, excuse me. Um, We were... My family, we were pretty poor at the time. My mom definitely would not have been able to afford a Nintendo Entertainment System. He had his mother and his father around and his grandmother. And they had a little more money. And it was always enjoyable. He lived right around the corner from me. We was in Brownsville, Brooklyn. So I remember going over to his house. Now this was, I want to say this was right after Christmas. This was like. I can't remember if he got the, the the Nintendo Entertainment System that year it came out or if it was the next year. I'm almost positive it was the year it came out. And I remember the Nintendo came with that robot at the time that held the controller. I can't even remember what what this robot was supposed to do, if it was supposed to simulate playing a game with you. I remember he had Mario... And this is why I can't remember if it was that year or the the following year after the Nintendo Entertainment System came out because there was a couple games he had and I don't think these games were available right away. I think he had Mario, Excite Bike, and Duck Hunt, if you remember those games. And I remember playing Mario and I remember watching him play Mario. And this is where my fascination I would say my fascination with video games, sci-fi and geekdom semi-begin, maybe a little before that because I was watching cartoons, but Mario has this uh, this certain appeal and attraction to me because of that time, because of uh, when I grew up, right? This was... This was, let me see, as a matter of fact, I'm going to share my browser screen because I have some stuff up here. So I'm on the Nintendo website, um, and this is a a history of Mario, or mario.nintendo.com. So the original uh, Super Mario Brothers came out in 1985, and this is why... I want to say it was either that year or the next year. I would have been seven years old. The next year is when he got his Super Nintendo or his Nintendo. I don't know why I keep saying Super Nintendo. can't remember exactly. Here's the original story from the original instruction booklet of Super Mario. One day, the kingdom of peaceful mushroom people was invaded by the koopa a tribe of turtles famous for their black magic the quiet peace-loving mushroom people were turned into mere stones bricks and even field horsehair plants and the mushroom kingdom fell into ruin the only one who can undo the magic spell on the mushroom people and return them to their normal selves is the princess toadstool the daughter of the mushroom king unfortunately she is presently in the hands of bowser 
the king of the Koopa. Mario hears about the mushroom people's plight and sets out on a quest to free the mushroom, uh, the mushroom princess from the evil Koopa and restore the fallen kingdom of the mushroom people. You are Mario. Uh, you are Mario. It's up to you to save the mushroom people from the black magic of the Koopa. Now, if you go back, if you have a Nintendo Switch, I happen to have a Nintendo Switch, which I personally love. That is the first um, video game system I have bought for myself. Um, I think the last time I bought a video game system was the Xbox 360. I became a fan of Halo late, bought the Xbox 360. That's another story. But before that, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to run you through the history of the consoles I've had. Now, I'm, I'm getting to this Mario movie and it's great, but I'm, I'm giving you a little backstory and a little history because this will this will give you some context to why I believe this movie is going to do fantastic as it has already shattering records, if I'm not mistaken. So my first system was a Sega master system. Yes, I started as a Sega guy. That was my thing. Uh, from the Sega master system, I bought a Sega Genesis. I was rocking with Sega during the console wars. I was definitely team Sega all the way after my uh, Sega master system. That was when the Super Nintendo came out that that war was going on. I bought a Sega Saturn. This was right around the time the original PlayStation came out. The Nintendo 64 came out. I, I want to say the Sega Saturn was released first and then came the uh, Sony PlayStation and then the Nintendo 64, if my memory serves me correctly. And you had a lot of systems back then. You had the Neo Geo, TurboGrafx-16, uh, the Panasonic 3DO, for those who remember those systems. And, and th some of these systems were super expensive. The equivalent of like $1,500 for a system today, some of these systems cost. They were like... I think the I think the Panasonic 3DO cost somewhere in the neighborhood of like three hundred sixty to four hundred dollars or something like that. If if memory serves me correctly, I, I could be wrong, could have that misunderstood. But Sega was my system. Now, eventually, Sega ended up just falling by the wayside and dying. This was when the Sega Dreamcast came out. This was around the same time. I want to say it was PlayStation 2 and the Xbox was first released. Halo took the world by storm. Uh, the Dreamcast just did not do as good as Sega intended for it to do. Not because it couldn't have. Sega just didn't get the support. And I don't remember the exact details and what was going on then. Nintendo at that time, the Nintendo 64 was still going. I actually bought a Nintendo 64 and one of the games I enjoyed a lot was Donkey Kong 64. I love that game. I played that game a lot. Mario 64 probably changed the dynamic of the 3D gaming space, in my humble opinion. After that, Nintendo releases the GameCube. 
which although the the GameCube didn't do well, the GameCube was a very powerful system at the time and the graphics were top notch. Now, I gravitated toward Nintendo over Sony or um, Xbox purely, I think, out of loyalty to Origins and nostalgia. Nintendo and Sega were just the two systems I grew up with. These were the brands I knew. I always loved Mario. As I said, I, I, I grew up playing these games. Now, fast forward to this movie. This movie is fantastic. Not because it got every single thing right. No movie will ever get every single thing right. I don't think any movie will be able to successfully uh, market itself in such a way that all of the fans are pleased. I think you're always going to have some fans that are not pleased with a movie, but Mario found a way to, I think, please all fans. Now, here's the thing. There were so many callbacks in Mario. I'll give you one example. If you remember... Now, for those of you out there who will remember the exact game this came from, I want to say it was Donkey Kong 64 where you had the Donkey Kong rap. I, I could be wrong, but there was a scene in the movie where Mario and Princess Peach had the had to elicit the help of the Kongs against Bowser. And in order for them to get the help of the Kongs, Cranky Kong, which is the father he said, all right, you're going to have to fight my son. Donkey Kong comes out to the Donkey Kong rap song. This is what everybody was saying. And, and little things like that got me. Here's another little thing. I might I might be misremembering this, but I'm pretty sure this is how it happened. There's some spoilers in this video if you didn't know. There was a point where Mario and Luigi are in. I think they were still in the diner in Brooklyn. And Luigi's phone rings. I believe this is how this happened. And the ringtone was actually the GameCube beginning theme song. To anybody who had a GameCube, you will remember. You powered up your GameCube before you went into the game. There was this little graphic that kind of unfolded the GameCube insignia. And there was some music that played. And that was his ringtone. And I was like, that's a, that's a really good touch. They had some Mario Kart action in in this movie where they were on the Rainbow Road. If you know anything about Mario Kart, you'll be familiar with some of these things. And look, they just they nailed this thing. They got it right. There's some slight things they changed from the original Mario story, as I read in that original instruction booklet. But it wasn't bad changes. It, it wasn't things that was so foreign from Mario that you were like, wait, what they had it. So this is what, in my opinion, was the greatest, the greatest decision that Nintendo Universal. And I can't remember this other um, name that was involved in, in producing this movie, Illumination Studios. Here was one of the best decisions they made, not making this live action, making this computer animated was the best decision they could have made if you remember the original mario brothers movie it was a live action it was uh similar to the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie 
I just don't think that dynamic actually worked for Mario as well as it worked for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not that it couldn't have, but I think doing this computer animation was spectacular. And here is one of the reasons it was spectacular. The movie played out like you were watching a video game being played in various parts of the movie. The plot points, it was it was like a, a kiss and a nod to fans. It was very family friendly. You can take your family to go see this movie and you'll enjoy it. So I'm kind of skipping over some things because I wanted to go over some numbers. So uh, Wednesday, I believe, is when the movie was released in theaters. Now, many people don't really go to theaters on Wednesdays. Typically, Fridays is when you're probably going to get your, your, you know, your biggest numbers. So Wednesday, 31 million. Thursday, 26 million, as to be expected. You're not going to have a bunch of people going out to movies on a Thursday. Friday, $55 million. Now, the numbers from uh, Saturday and Sunday are not on this website, but I am going to go to this article from Deadline. Uh, let's see. Cancel that. Bowser, the Super Mario Bros. movie makes history with 378 million global start best ever um, worldwide debut for an animated film and number two overseas launch with 173 million international box office. Now, the big the big thing about this. So it was me and my youngest daughter. And we noticed there was a couple in front of us that had, you know, really small children. And that was one of the most enjoyable things about this movie is I could I can successfully say you can take your kids to this movie and there won't be anything. I'm trying to think before I say this, I can't think of anything in the movie. I would have to offer a caveat before you take your children, you know, because sometimes even with movies that are geared towards younger people, there are certain things that, you know, I, I would probably have to say, OK, yeah, this movie is good, but just beware there's this one thing or there's this other thing in this movie that may present some problems and may generate some conversations you might not want to have with your children at this point. I cannot think of anything from my memory. This, like I said, this was Friday. I can't think of anything right now in this Mario movie that would generate those type of conversations. It was just a genuinely really good family movie that focused on your hero, Mario. You had some good Luigi action in there, some good princess action. Um, um, Toad was in there. And 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 the, the little things that they gave nods to. There's a nod to Yoshi in this movie. This this movie was good enough that I could see them within a year's time if they play their cards right. If if I was Nintendo and I was Universal and Illumination. I would be working on a sequel to this movie to be released next year. So in Florida, in California, I think 
Universal already has Nintendo Land done. I believe in Florida, Universal, Nintendo Land will be completed next year. I could be wrong on that. I don't know if it's bigger. I, I don't know if Universal here in Florida is the same as, you know, Disney World here versus Disneyland in California where Disney World here is, you know, much bigger. And I don't know if that's going to be the same with Nintendo World here in Florida. But what I think they need to do is coordinate the release of Mario 2, Super Mario Brothers 2 movie with the opening of Nintendo Land in Florida. I think that would be a perfect rollout, perfect opportunity. I think they need to seize this opportunity, work on this momentum of course, make sure it's a decent storyline. And that, that's the thing. If you're making making movies like this, the movie flowed quickly. It didn't have to be slow. It didn't have to be three hours long. It's something that's entertaining. It's good for families and children to go watch. It's enjoyable. There, there wasn't, as far as I can remember, unless I missed it, there wasn't any agendas pushed. It was just good family fun. So much so that I realized as I was watching this, hold up, I have a Nintendo Switch and I have no Mario games on my Switch. I need to go home and buy a Mario game and play it. That's how enjoyable this was. It made you want to play a Mario game. So I'm going to read some more of this article. Okay, it says the Super Mario Bros. movie has made history with the biggest worldwide opening ever for an animated title at 377.5 million. That is mind boggling of the plum uh, of the plum puzzle result an estimated 172.8 million comes from the international box office. Uh, Wahoo. Indeed. The movie just took off with audiences and four uh, and four quad to boot. We're now looking at a potential $1 billion worldwide grocer. Fans are loving it. And it is expected to have a, uh, to have strong legs with no clear competition in the market going forward. I would imagine that this right here has put Disney on notice. If I was somebody at Disney, I would be looking at this and I would be saying to myself, whatever it is Nintendo did to generate this type of buzz on this movie, we need to make sure we pay attention and we need to make sure we don't fall by the wayside and allow Nintendo to overpass us in our own market, because I believe that is a huge possibility. Nintendo could easily pass Disney in the market of children's entertainment if Disney's not careful. So here's something else that I found. So typically when I when I look at Rotten Tomatoes scores, if the audience score is very low and the critic score is very high. Now, I'm not saying this is always the case, but generally if it plays out that way, I typically do not trust that critic score. Whatever the audience says is typically right. These are the real people that are going out to enjoy this movie. And if the real people going out to, to enjoy the movie 
look at this thing and they say, uh, yeah, not so much. And the critics give a different answer. I'm going with the audience. And adversely, if the critics give it a mediocre to bad score and the audience score is high, it's probably a great movie. So here we go. Rotten Tomatoes, Tomato Meter. This is the critic score, 56 percent. Now, I don't know exactly how many votes have gone out yet. I haven't looked at that. Listen to the audience score, though. The audience score is 96 percent an almost perfect movie. Now, again, I'm not telling you this movie is perfect, but this is an accurate audience score. This audience score is very representative of what you're going to see when you go in to watch this movie. You will not be disappointed. I highly recommend you go check this out. If you're someone who grew up in the 80s and 90s and you played these games and Mario was a staple in your household, you remember the Mario commercials, you even remember the Mario cartoon, I'm telling you, you will love this movie.